Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools on the entire internet. They have an excellent NBA week schedule to check out the upcoming week. They have amazing projections by Mark Roberts. They have a really, really good trade analyzer and many, many more tools. That is hashtag basketball.com. Bad news right off the back, everybody. Tyler Watts, who you can find on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts, is under the weather tonight. And so that's why we had to postpone are uh, looking ahead in week nine, but there's so much fantasy news and there's so much going on over the last few days that we really needed to get a podcast out. So you're going to have to deal with me. Just me, Mike Katrin, your host for tonight. You can find me on Twitter at watch the boxes. And I want to give a special shout out to our Patreon subscribers out there. You guys are helping keeping this podcast going and Patreon subscribers get access early to our waiver wire and buy low sell high podcasts Uh, that's not the only exclusive content they get um they also will uh get access to first dibs on our mid-season i screwed up and i need to restart my league because i drafted really poorly or some of my guys got injured mid-season fantasy league that is for our patreon subscribers go out there Check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes, just like Brial Lagunda did. And I probably, I'm assuming that's how you say your name, Brial. It's a pretty cool name. It's a very unique name. I don't think I've seen Brial Lagunda as a, as a first name or a last name. So props to Brial for being original on both of his names, and props for him for subscribing on patreon.com slash watching the boxes he's going to get exclusive content just like all of our other patrons out there shout out to you let's talk about week nine um i want to get through week nine really quick so we can get to some of the news that has happened uh week nine if you go to hashtag basketball.com um you can see a advanced nba schedule that will show you What's coming up on on this week? And this is week nine is a, is a kind of a strange week. No teams are playing anything less than four, uh, three games. So you got a bunch of teams playing four games, and you got a bunch of teams playing three games. Your big days are obviously tonight, Monday, and Wednesday. So you're going to see a lot of different streamers out here um, going off of some of our uh, more interesting back to backs. You could look for a Tuesday, Thursday back-to-back. You got the Houston Rockets, the Clippers, the Suns, and the Spurs, and a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back for the Los Angeles Lakers. And so you can look on those teams to find some of the guys who are pretty good. On, I mean, you know, the the Suns are, are kind of a – sometimes you can get some guys off the waiver wire. You know, Trevor Reason might be out there. Uh, the Clippers – uh, I feel like are pretty much owned as long as uh, same with the Rockets. I think all those guys are pretty much owned for the most part that are fantasy relevant. With the Clippers, if you know maybe Lou Williams or if you, you know you're desperate for some rebounds, maybe Boban gets an extra little bit of play this week. Uh, those would guy would be guys that I would be targeting. I would assume Shea Gildas Alexander is already owned. 
in your league, so that would uh, at least if he's not, you need to go out there and get it. Uh, T.J. Warren, Devin Booker, uh, still out. Uh, I know T.J. Warren should be back pretty soon, so I'm actually feeling pretty confident in him. Um, I'd also feel pretty confident in uh, streaming Mikel Bridges uh, going off of the uh, kind of the play he's had for the last few weeks here. Um, He's going to, I think, be perfectly fine. His steals allow me to stream him, and that's that's how I feel about him. Uh, You could take a shot on... Rashawn Holmes, if you want, he is playing a little bit, but that team, um, you know, with with Devin Booker hopefully coming back very soon, and T.J. Warren, who should be coming back very soon, you can actually check out more information about your Week Nine coming up on #basketball.com. There is a Week Nine schedule primer, uh, but our good friend Joey at #basketball did write that one. Um, there are some guys to target, uh, and I want to speak to some of those guys because we're going to get into some of the stuff that's been going on, and I want to start with John Wall, uh, bone spur, not the best type of diagnosis to get. Uh, that is a really, really bad, um, not like a, you know, like a, you know, season ending injury or like five to six weeks injury, but that's one of those, uh, injuries that stick around for a while, and, that usually means John Wall probably won't be um, up to a hundred percent, or on the on the best part of his kind of bell curve of potential, probably for the rest of the season. And that actually probably explains why he has been um, pretty um, mediocre, I would say, for a, a decent part of the season. His free throw percentage, though you know never that great, is you know pretty borderline at a career low here. Just a few seasons ago, he was shooting eighty percent from the line. This season, sixty-seven percent, um, pushing the four turnover mark. But you should actually have known he was going to be pushing that four turnover. Uh, it was actually on three and a half, so that's a an improvement, surprisingly. But um, you know, not the greatest season from uh, John Wall, and the Wizards team is just a mess anyway. But as we all know, injuries do mean opportunities. We do not want to see uh, really any player injured. But Thomas Saransky, uh last year in the time where uh, John Wall was out, played incredibly well. And he was a must-own. In fact, probably saved or maybe even won a lot of people's leagues last year. And I think he is a must-pick-up at this point in the season. Um, He might not be as good as he was last year. So do not get your hopes up. Do not expect a top 50 guy to just come out of nowhere and appear. But Thomas Saransky is a good guy to stream anyway. Uh, gets the occasional good assist night, uh, a steal or two. And they should look to to play him at least, I would say, you know, 27, 28 minutes a night. And I, I would be surprised if they don't, simply because I'm not really sure what they are going to do instead. So he has been starting um, in John Wall's absence, but he has not really um, played played a, uh, like, you know, 35, 36, 37 minutes a game, nor has he played at the level he's played last year. So I would look to him, but I think one of the reasons he's not going to play uh, as well as he did last year when he was kind of given the ability to run the team is because... 
one, I think Kelly Oubre Jr. is better this year. And Austin Rivers is on the Washington Wizards as well. So I think this team could probably um, – and Otto Porter was out as well. So that, that does allow Kelly Oubre to get more minutes. I know Kelly Oubre is not a guard. But I do think Kelly Oubre overall has looked better this season than he has. And he's had some like really, really good games out there. So Kelly Oubre, a guy who's not owned in a ton of leagues – uh, a great streamer, and actually, you know, if Otto Porter is out, um, and I, I have not seen any uh, hard report on how long Otto Porter is going to be out, but if Otto Porter is going to be out for an extended amount of time, which I, I, it just looks like a knee contusion, um, it happened during the game against Indiana, I would say, all right, Kelly Oubre is, if a, a, I'd say, a must pick up if. Auto Porter's going to be out even one game or two. Like, I would play Kelly Oubre 100%. Uh, Sandoraski, I think you, you might as well take a flyer on him because I like his fantasy game a lot better than I like Austin Rivers' fantasy game. Uh, you kind of know what you're getting with Austin Rivers, but this does make Austin Rivers' standard league relevant in this time period where he could be playing closer to, you know, 28 minutes a night instead of... What is he averaging on this season? 23. So he's probably his minutes are going to probably bump up. You're going to get a little bit more scoring, a little more threes. But I'd rather have uh, Sadoransky and Kelly Oubre Jr. over Austin Rivers um, going into this um, this period where John Wall's bone spur could keep him out for kind of an undetermined amount of time. In other terrible injury news, a lot of terrible injury news out here, uh, Gary Harris is going to be out for about three to four weeks actually that entire denver team seems to have come down with uh an injury were they all like did they all run into each other at practice like what was going on there why, why did everyone on this denver team get injured at the exact same time uh will barton has not come back from his hip, hip injury yet even though it's been about a week until he comes back, but for the last three weeks. So I, I think if Will Barton's out there on a waiver wire, you pick him up, you stash him. He'll be back in a week or three or never, but I would rather take the chance that he does come back in the next week or two because they're going to need him because Gary Harris is, uh, like I said, out. He's got a hip injury. He's probably going to be out to the first of the year. He's going to miss, I think, a significant amount of time. Uh, this could be a buy low scenario for Gary Harris because I do think he could come back um, – and be healthy by the end of January, giving you February and your uh, playoff stretch, especially when the Denver Nuggets are going to be pushing for a playoff stretch. Actually, everybody in the uh, everybody in the West is going to be pushing for a playoff because they're all playoff contenders other than other than the Phoenix Suns. So everybody's going to be uh, looking for that playoff start. And also, sadly, Paul Millsap. Uh, broken toe, I believe, he's going to be out for a couple months. So a lot of injuries there. And even I think Jamal Murray set out a game. So I think Jamal Murray is going to be fine. Like, fine. He's actually probably a uh, – I would see if you could trade for him or pick him up because they, a lot of the offense is going to run through him. He's going to be taking a lot of the usage uh, missing from the absence of Gary Harris. And I know – I think Tyler, if you were here, would tell me I'm wrong – but I'm looking hard at Juan Hernan Gomez uh, as a possible flyer in the absence of Paul Millsap. I think 
you know, the, people kind of like uh, Juan Hernan Gomez. Uh, Gomez, I like his fantasy game. If you look at his uh, per 36, he could be one of those almost, um, you know, almost steal, like half steal, half a block, and a couple threes a game with some good rebounds. Like, that's that's a, that's a good fantasy player. And considering he has been playing about 32 minutes over the last few weeks, uh, I, I think he's getting the confidence from that coaching staff to uh, play. And now that he's going to have uh, Millsap out, he's going to have plenty of playing time. So I would pick up Juan Hernan Gomez. I think he is worth um, owning in a standard league. I think you would want to roster him in your standard league. So if he is out on your waiver wire, I would go pick him up. And in much happier news, or at least like not sad, depressing injury news, that is fantasy relevant. We did see the Cavaliers trade George Hill to the Milwaukee Bucks for the um, one of the greatest players to have his own shoe deal out of Australia, Matthew Della Dadova, Della Dadova, Matthew Della Dadova, who, by the way, if you have not, this was a few years ago, but if you have not seen Deli's um, shoe commercial, like go Google Matthew Della Dadova. That's not how you say his name or spell it either. Um, go Google his like his Matthew Della Dadova shoe commercial. And have yourself a laugh to you know like you know pause the podcast, go check it out, or wait till the podcast's over. It's like it's like your choice. You could do either one. It's up to you. Um, but Delhi is going to Cleveland. George Hill to the Bucks, and you know I, I know Cleveland had just recently added Alec Burks as well. Um, not Alex Burks, but Alec Burks. Alex Burks is a terrible name. Don't uh, don't name your kid. If you have a last name that ends with like a S, don't name your kid uh, a name that also ends with the sound of an S, like Alex Burks. And it's not it's not good alliteration. It's bad. Um, Alec Burke, he has been uh, playing about thirty minutes a game since he uh, joined Cleveland, and he's been playing fairly well, getting some good rebounds and steals. Like I don't love his game uh, as a fantasy nine cat type of guy, but I do think that bumps him into the possible streamer. Um, he's going to hit some threes, get you a few rebounds, maybe even a steal a game. And that's, that is worth streaming in a standard league. I don't think that is worth rostering in a standard league simply because his percentages are not, his shooting percentage is pretty bad. And I don't know how long he will be in favor with this coaching staff. So I don't, you know, I don't trust him. I don't think he's that great of a player. Uh, I don't, and since he is not that great of a player, even though he's on a terrible team, uh, that could mean here in a couple weeks his um, you know playing time does go down. So Alec Burks, I'm not a sell on that. I know he's gotten a start in the last few games, so I know that it looks like he might be in, in favor. But I think he's he's had a nice run here playing with Cleveland, but I'm not sure he's going to have a fantastic run. Um, and I don't know if he's just going to be like the starting point guard from going forward or playing alongside Sexton. Like it, I'm just not interested. I, I he could be by the end of the season a standard league player, but right now I think this move has just moved Alec Burks into a streaming value instead of a own value. I would not own him. 
uh, Matthew Delavadova making his triumphant return to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I assume they had a nice video for him. They gave him a standing ovation, and I expect him to be as relevant as he was last time he was on Cleveland Cavaliers just playing, like, you know, 15, 16 minutes. Uh, I don't think there is too many... Um, I don't think there's anything to get worked up about here. Uh, I think people saying that he might start, I a little bit of wishful thinking. And even if he does start, like, are we really... Like, he might be a good source of assists if he starts. But everything else, I'm... Uh, like I'm not excited about the fact that he, he his steals are not that great and he doesn't hit threes and I'm just not interested. I'm not interested in Delhi. I'd rather have Burks on my team than Delhi. Uh, Henson, John Henson out basically for the rest of the season, uh, or at least until this almost the season is over. So don't worry about him at all. But I want to talk about George Hill. Um, the by the way, what what a, what a confusing player george hill has been over the last like three years where he was kind of like borderline irrelevant and then all of a sudden he became like good enough to own a roster on your team and then for like a year almost a year he was like damn this guy is playing fantastic he's actually going to um maybe even make me uh make me like like valuable um, and that was when he was in like Indiana, like a long time ago was, he was really valuable, then fell off, but then came back in Utah, but then fell off again, um, with the Kings. And like, he's just, now he's on uh, Cleveland for a while and he wasn't really relevant this season either. Like he's borderline, just kind of like, he's always on Tyler's weekly streaming list. And then now he's in Milwaukee. And in Milwaukee, I don't see a pathway to a lot of playing time for George Hill because you got um, uh, Brogdon, who I was we I think I was wrong with on Brogdon. I don't know how Tyler felt about Brogdon, but I was definitely wrong. I thought Brogdon was kind of a flash in the pan, not going to have that great of a season. And uh, Brogdon has really come on strong lately. He is playing incredibly well, I and Eric Bledsoe also having a really good season. That Bucks team is a really fun team to watch. I'm definitely going to catch them when they come to Chicago and watch them destroy the Bulls and uh, make sure we get one of them good draft picks for them Chicago Bulls because we desperately need it uh, after taking the worst loss in franchise history. Uh, Jim Boylan already um, losing the team because he is a uh, potential psychopath um, comparing himself to uh, Tom Thibodeau and uh, Greg Popovich when you've literally accomplished nothing other than uh, going down in the record books for coaching the worst loss in Chicago Bulls franchise history. So congratulations, I guess, to you, Jim Boylan. Um, looking forward to you being fired along with Gar Foreman, along with John Paxton and the rest of them. So like the worst things can get for the Bulls, the better it is for the long-term future of that team. That might sound counterintuitive, uh, but I, there is only one way Gar Foreman or John Paxton get fired, and that is if be, the Reinsdorfs become a national conversation about being more embarrassing than basically the worst owners of any other team 
And shit, Rice Drifts, I think, in the Basketball Hall of Fame, not that the Basketball Hall of Fame is worth a damn, but I think he's in the Hall of Fame for uh, being an owner of the, you know, you know, one of the greatest teams of all time. Well, cool, I don't, I'm not sure you put that together. Like, uh, the credit obviously goes to Michael Jordan. But, sorry, I digressed. Um, you know I have to get in my, you know, episode, per, per episode talk shit about the Bulls and the front office there. Um, but I will be seeing Giannis when he comes to the town and I will be seeing these bucks, but I probably won't be seeing George Hill playing, um, super extended minutes for this Milwaukee Bucks team. I do think, uh, you know, it could, you could eat into Malcolm Brogdon's time a little bit, perhaps. I'm just going to say, I doubt it. I think they needed a, a little bit more depth at the guard spot. Um, cause they're running Malcolm and they're running Bledsoe quite a bit. And this allows Middleton to play the three. And I, uh, I think this makes their team stronger. I think it gives them, uh, a little bit more depth, but I also just don't think it does anything. I think it hurts George Hill's value. Um, I'm not even sure he is worth streaming at this point, um, and moving forward in the season. So I'm not entirely sure about that. And I think that is it for all the uh, fantasy news that's been going on. If you want to see more of that week nine preview, uh, go check out hashtag basketball.com. That's where you can find that. If you guys have feedback for the show, we are so receptive of feedback. We're doing this for the listeners. We want to give you the content that you want. And, um, you know, we've had a little scheduling issue and Tyler's been sick. Hey, stuff happens, guys. Holidays, people have lives. And we appreciate you uh, listening through all this because I hope we are giving you uh, content that is helping you uh, with your fantasy basketball league. And I hope it's helping you this year. I hope we're, you know, at least semi-entertaining. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on whatever app you are currently listening to this right now. And if you want to get at me, give me some feedback for the show. I am at Watch the Boxes. All one word. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. Shout out to Tyler. Get better, buddy. Uh, cause like I said on Twitter, uh, I know, uh, I'm a decent fantasy player. I'm having a really bad year when it comes to the redraft league. Uh, but my other leagues I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, but Tyler is like an encyclopedia. Um, I, I, I like to look at the trends, but he likes to deep dive, deep, you know, deep dive into those, uh, statistics. And he is really a wealth of knowledge. So as, as much as, uh, people, do want to hear me do a show. I don't think anyone wants to hear me do more than a few shows with just me on the show. I don't, I don't even like talking to myself. I don't like to hear the sound of my voice. Um, and I really should probably being, stop being negative at the end of the show. So shout out to all you listeners. Uh, if you want to join Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes, you can join up and get into our mid season draft. It is coming up here at the end of December. So get in quick. That is Patreon dot com slash watching the boxes and we will catch you next time cheers everybody